Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Tonight's episode is very special. We are in our Olympics Dateline slump. And you're probably sick of watching curling, whatever that is. So we are going to talk to you about the Lacey Peterson story. And I are you? I'm joking. The word curling made you laugh. We've been joking on Twitter a lot about curling. And if Josh would wear a curling outfit, is it a win? It's not a winter sport, though. Curling is it? I think it's on ice with a broom or something. Because I discussed that he could tie his Mankey's hanky around the broom. Oh, I'm not even going to tell you what I thought curling was. We're going to move right on. Nope. It's not. Curling your hair? No. Oh. <laughs> and I don't say the gesture that I just did. It wasn't inappropriate. It's not an inappropriate gesture. No, it's not gesture, inappropriate. It totally it's, makes it's, sense. It's, does it? It makes yeah, logical t- sense. It does. Okay. It totally. I bet people can guess what you were doing. Okay. It totally makes logical Something sense. Something with muscles. Yeah. Well, I'm, every Olympic sport takes muscles. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we we know you guys probably already know a lot about the Lacey Peterson story, but we are going to do a two-parter. The first episode, we're going to talk about the Dateline episode. And then the second part, Katie, you want to talk about? Yes. The second part is all of our extra tidbits, our fashion police and our b-roll bonanza and all that will be in part two as well as we're going to talk about the a&e documentary that came out about scott peterson that is very favorable towards him and sort of interesting it makes a lot of case i haven't seen it and i want and i watched the whole thing so we're gonna i'm excited to hear about it we can compare and contrast the dateline episode to that and that is a six-part episode on a&e and it's still up if anybody wow. wants to watch it. Um, is his family involved in that? Yeah. That's what's interesting is that all the interviews that maybe they couldn't get for Dateline, they seem to be able to get for this. Interesting. Also Scott himself. Oh, from but, jail? Yes. Really? So you're definitely going to want to tune into part two as well because we've got some good stuff. In How addition, does he look? He, oh, they don't show him. It's all on the phone. It's a Damn phone it. call. No, I don't think that they allow death row... I think it has to be a really special circumstance for them to allow a death row inmate yeah, I guess. an on-camera interview. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry. I'm hearing myself talk, and I know I have a little bit of a lisp. Again, you I had, don't. I had my teeth worked on again, though. I want to just re-emphasize that this morning. So Do I've you got... think they're picturing you like um, a hillbilly with, like, missing teeth? Do you know what I'm saying? Should I like, have? Like, just a I'm rotting sorry. mouth? Let, let me clarify right now. It's a back molar. It's next yeah. to the wisdom tooth. It's as far yeah. back as it gets. Yeah. And I've got a weird temporary crown on it right now that like sticks out too far. So it's making my lips go. <laughs> I, I think you sound normal. That's good. Let's hope everyone else does too. Because I don't want to. I don't want any negative Nancys out there. We've never gotten any negative Nancys. We are so hashtag blessed. Although I do see that you shame me a little bit on Twitter sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. Kate. The negative Nancy is me. I apologize. Yeah, it's you. We get tons of negative Nancy, but it's all me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do end up for everyone. I wish there was a name that we could do. We can't do crass Kimberly. That doesn't, it's got to be, I'll think of it. It'll come okay. to me. Okay. I don't have the yips. I can do it. Yeah. Oh, the yips. <laughs> are you, are you worried? Are we doing alternative titles? Not tonight. Okay, we're doing next, next I started episode. to try, and then I thought, well, no, no, I have time. Did you look up the yips? No, I, you told me what it is. Do I need to look it up? Are you wrong? No, I'm right. Okay. I know I'm right. This is not like the coup de gras. I knew what the yips were. Oh, I, that's embarrassing. We should just apologize now for that in, yeah. our, in our last episode. But I kind of got it right, because I you said did. it's like a James Bond killing the deadly villain. And that's I, the coup. Yeah. And I said I thought it was something more victorious and positive, but it's yeah. it's not. No, it's it's not. It's okay. So. We're going to just start a list of all the things that we've got wrong. No, we're not. Like gooseberries. Epidemiology. We all should right, also let's... mention that I've taken a five-hour energy drink for the very first time in my life. So we're going to see what happens. It's going to be good. It's going to be real good. But I only the... took half of it. So I don't know how much energy it'll On doctor's me. orders. Yeah. Dr. Katie's. Katie's. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so jump in. What this happens? This episode aired originally April 21st. <gasps> That's my mama's birthday. Who else's birthday is that? 
I don't think anyone else. Okay. I mean, I'm sure lots of other people, millions. Aww. But happy birthday that we know. <laughs> Season 25, episode 30, hosted by Keith Morrison. And you know what that means. Our quotes of the week segment at the end is going to be lit. So many good ones in this. So many good quotes. So many. This uh, episode takes place. Well, everyone knows what this episode is about. So we're going to try to go through this as fast as possible. Takes place in Modesto, California, Christmas Eve, 2002. Lacey Peterson had a big personality. She made everyone laugh. Scott was perfect. Her friends loved him. He was a fertilizer salesman in Modesto, which is something not enough people talk about. The fact that he was a fertilizer salesman. He went Why? around selling fertilizer. He literally peddles S-H blank T. This is, again, the San Joaquin Valley. This is where I grew up. Are We're aware of this, right? This is yes, like, I know. Okay. But it's also, he is full of S-H. Oh, you're talking about the parallel between his job and his actual Correct personality. Yeah. Yes. No, yes, people should draw more. Yeah. Yes. People should also, talk about that more. Also, he thinks he's like a ladies' man. He's very suave and sexy. And then Which he'd also be makes like, him what do you of... do? I'm a fertilizer salesman. He probably doesn't lead with that. I hope not. He probably says know. I'm in sales. Oh, I'm in sales. I sell and then farming they find... products. I Right, exactly. I sell farm equipment. He always what just tweaks it? it a little bit. Yeah. Is dig. it the tools? No, it's be it's below the tool. Is it soil? Uh, it's it's soil in a way. No, he says he sells topsoil. I bet you he <laughs> says he sells topsoil. There you go. Yeah, you know things about farming. Sometimes. So they get pregnant with a boy. She is eight months pregnant at Christmas time. Christmas Eve, Lacey goes missing. There's a search party. I love a search party. They had a grid search. They had maps with the highlighter out, highlighting different areas. The whole town was there. I loved it. At a banquet hall in a hotel. The hotel gave them space, it. like at the La Quinta or whatever. They set aside a room so they could post up. The cops had, like, trailers outside. And the phones. The phones were and ringing. And fo phone banks. Yeah. Phone banks. I love, line. I love a search party. So we cut back. This is I remember this from the that episode. How funny this was to me. They do it. They show an old interview with the friends, the same friends that Keith Morrison is talking to now. And he says, but they have their like Rachel '90s haircuts. Mm -hmm. And Keith it, Keith's voiceover goes, "Here's the TV interview they did with Lori, Renee, Stacy, along with another friend." And <laughs> Like who oh, is? Oh no! Who is that other friend? Were they not allowed to say her? Could they not find her name? Is she mad at those other girls now? Is she the know. killer? <laughs> is she the actual killer? Because why couldn't he just say her name? We don't. It doesn't matter that she's not there in the current interview. You could just go and S Stephanie. You know, but like, Stephanie who couldn't join us for this interview. Exactly. You and don't instead, go. And now it's all, another friend. Now it's all dramatic. Yes. Did she sleep with one of the other friend's husbands? Because why? Wolf pack. Yes. Was it a wolf Modesto pack? Modesto could be a wolf pack type 100%. What's going on at the Costco sampler table right. in Modesto? Absolutely. What's going on at the Chili's? <laughs> <laughs> Is that where people hang out? That's where the wolf pack would go and get drinks after work. Yeah. Chili's. Yeah. yeah Chili's. Okay, so Sharon is uh, Lacey's mom, and her and her ex-husband give a press conference, and Sharon's like, please bring her back, and she's devastated, and Dennis totally cuts her off, the ex-husband, and is like, we love her so much, and it's only for a split second, but you totally see on Sharon's face, she's like, that's why we got divorced. He won't even let me finish a single sentence, and my daughter is missing. So there had been a burglary recently in the area, I guess on the street that they lived on, but the cops can't find a connection, seemingly. I'm sure that's still probably a big theory in the alternate theory world. You're looking at me like, yes, it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're, they find these burglars, they interview them, they say they have nothing to do with it. The friends and the mom say it was impossible for Scott to have anything to do with it. He loved her so much and he's a great guy. 
So Scott talks to the cops in the interrogation room, and he is so relaxed, I almost fell asleep. He's like he's watching golf on TV, or like he's an announcer for golf on TV. He's that mellow. The interview that we see is the day she goes missing, by the yeah. way. Yeah. So it's day one. It's he's not like even search party back. has not even formed yet. Yeah. And they're showing us this. And he's not frantic at all. No, it's like he just had Sunday brunch and he's like, oh, got to unbuckle my pants and digest. Yeah. Leaning back and digesting. That's what yeah. it looks like. Mm-hmm. So he says it seemed too cold to go golfing at the club. This was on uh, Christmas Eve. So he instead went to his work, did a few things like sent an email and then got this boat together and then drove 90 miles away to go fishing and test out his new boat. Now, there are dozens of places closer that he could have tested the boat, which they point out. And it's pretty important that he went to this place, this bay. Right. Where he went. All of this is the morning of Christmas Eve. For the, anybody who doesn't yes. know about the case, it's not Christmas yes. Eve as in actual Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve day morning, like the morning of Christmas Eve. Why? What does that mean? It's not Christmas Eve as in actual Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve is like Christmas, the night before Christmas. Oh, okay. Jew? Your, your Jew is my, showing. My Jew is showing? <laughs> okay. Uh, so embarrassing when that happens. Normally, so. if you know, but normally, like if we were talking about it, I'd be like, oh, no, we're doing that Christmas Eve day. Gotcha. That oh, Christmas the, Eve day. That means the day of Oh, the you specify. Of, of Christmas Eve. But that might you also just be a stupid, weird Katie thing. That's true. So if it is like jogging pants or something like that. Someone then... on Twitter said that they also say jogging pants. Oh, I tweeted back and said vindicated and <laughs> let you know. Yeah, it's a Southern thing. Oh, but you're not Southern. Doesn't matter. It's a Southern thing. Okay. They say jogging pants, y'all. How much am I winning the Twitter poll on if people know about FarmersOnly.com or if they are a robot? I didn't know that was a poll. <laughs> I'm winning. Am I a, a robot? I said, have you seen the FarmersOnly.com? And the choices were, duh, of course, or no, I'm not human. I'm at, I think it's like 82% is, has seen it. So there's some robots out there. That seems extremely biased. It seems like a really biased. No, uh, we've gotten like over 50 votes already. It's not biased. I'm going to have a separate Twitter called Katie's Date with Dave. I mean, when people wrote to me and said, of course I've heard of it, I said, make sure you take the poll. So I don't know if that makes it biased that I was encouraging people to take the poll. Who had definitely heard of it. I mean, that's possible. But... I don't think you're a true friend. It's all right. I don't serve you, Katie. I serve the people on Twitter, and I give them what they want. But I will say this. We have universally agreed FarmersOnly.com needs to up their marketing game because they seem to air it a ton in cities like Los Angeles. Someone said Silicon Valley. They see it constantly. But they said when they lived in Iowa, they never once saw it. And multiple people told me that. That's multiple ridiculous. People. Also, Modesto so, would be a great place for farmers only. Exactly. But they seem to air it. Everyone told me, like, I live in Texas, never seen it. I live in New York City. I've seen it 2,000 times. Maybe they're trying to draw city dwellers yeah, out they're like, to the farms. Do you want someone wholesome from the farm? Works with their hands. Someone also said it was laughable how the girls were dressed in the video because they're kind of dressed in like denim skirt and tank top and cowboy boots. But they said any farmer is wearing a baseball hat and a flannel shirt. Absolutely. No, well, they're just trying to get you lured in. Yeah. And like this is how cowgirls dress because that's how you milk a cow is in a denim skirt, clearly. Right. How you wrestle a hog. Wrestle. Wrestle. Wrestling a hog. Okay, back to Lacey. New Year's Eve, it's been a few days since she's been missing, and they have a vigil for her, and Scott seems to be acting weird. He's avoiding her friends and family. He wasn't on the stage with the rest of the close friends and family. He was on his cell phone the whole time. And that's when Sharon, the mom, started to think that he could possibly be involved with it. She just felt like he seemed really detached and calm, and he never would just ask, where is Lacey? I hope she's okay. Yeah. Never said, I hope she's okay. Yeah. So 
she started to make a did he or didn't he list, like a pros and cons. I love how organized she is in her mm-hmm. suspicion. She is just surprised by things that are coming out, like about the boat. She didn't even know he had a boat. So detectives want to know more about the boat. They asked to see it, and it's at this storage unit where Scott has an office where he works, I guess. Like a warehouse. A warehouse type yeah. thing. Scott says there's no electricity there, so he can't show it to them. And the detective's like, I'll just put on my head beams, and I have a flashlight here. It's fine. And there totally is electricity. Yeah, he lied. So detectives, they can't find anything actually wrong with Scott. Nothing in his past, not even traffic tickets, and, quote, he didn't have a wart on his body. Is that an expression? Ew, I don't like it. Like, I know the expression is warts and all, Yeah, but no. no. So then we go, rewind, rewind. I remember that night. I just might. I wish you knew Hamilton because this is a waste. Man, I hate when you don't know Hamilton. If you do a road trip to Vegas with me, we can listen to Hamilton all the way. You can sing it and explain to me what's happening. (gasps) I do like to explain to you what's happening. So you can explain to me all the way there and all the way back. Oh, I could explain it. Oh, I love doing that. It's six hours. That's six hours of travel. Can I pause a lot and go, did you catch that line? Because it's not six hours of music. So you can pause as much as you want because we have three hours to get there, three hours to get back. There's probably 20 lines in each song that I'm going to want to stop and go back and make you listen to again. This is going to be like watching Love and Lockdown. Yeah. That was the most, folks, watching Love and Lockdown with Kimberly holding the remote to her DVR (laughs) is like, it's fun. But let's just say that every time anybody would say something shocking or something shocking would happen, the TV would just stop and Kimberly would go back, 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 back. (laughs) I have and they to go, watch- wait, what is that? What is it? It? it would have to be heard again and then again and then sometimes. Like th- three times at least if it's really good. Yeah, a thrice. Because I want to catch everyone's back. reactions to what they said. Oh but sometimes it's just them yeah. in an interview. But I want to just analyze. I want to capture it in my memory forever. It's yeah. going in the little vault, the time capsule in my head where 90 Day Fiance is. Oh, I understand. And Love After Lockdown is just rife with. Yeah glorious moments it's good so we're gonna rewind to october of that same year Mm -hmm. three months earlier a hundred miles away in fresno single mom amber fry she gets set up with a guy he is super complimentary to her he bonds with her daughter he says things like i look forward to seeing you and amber says you leave the best messages Okay. We also do hear some of his messages. And they all, all of a sudden, go into this talk like this. Bye. It's so good to see you. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. I'm going to start leaving messages like that for you when I call your phone. Wait, is that how she talks? He does. Well, I thought both of their voices got way higher. I thought it was the recorder, to be honest, that they were recording it on. Because they both went up several octaves. Is that people just trying to be nice to each other so their voice gets higher so they sound nicer? I don't know why he does it because I do not find that attractive. It's not. She was doing it in like a, oh, look, I'm so young and innocent and sweet, you know, just a single mom. (sighs) But I don't know why he would do it. But he, she said he would compliment her messages and that meant a lot to her. And I was like, if that's a compliment that gets you going, you need to hear more compliments because that's not – don't have your self-esteem riding on the messages you leave. Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah. So now, of course, this man is Scott. He doesn't tell her he's married or has a baby on the way. He always would call her and there would be running water in the background like he was trying to cover his phone call from someone else. I would think he was just always pooping when he was on the phone with her. <laughs> so Amber says – my friend calls and says, I know this great guy. He's looking yeah. for the one. He's so great. He's got a good job, blah, blah, blah. Who's the friend that introduced them? I We never meet that person. Who's I the would friend like that to meet? just yeah. has met this single random fertilizer salesman? Maybe on a fertilizer call. That's what I was thinking. And he takes his ring off maybe when he goes on the calls. And then just befriended someone? And- well, here's what's weird. Is she would go, I know a perfect girl for you. And he's thinking, I'm dying to cheat on my pregnant wife. 
I don't want this baby. I don't want to be married. I don't want the responsibility. And this person says, I know this great gal for you. She's a single mom. Right. And he's like, that sounds great. Set me up with her. That makes complete sense. That's the weirdest part of this whole. That's one of I, the weirdest things in this whole case is that. And well, the process- it happens a lot. We discuss it in other datelines when men yeah. cheat with a mistress who has children. Right. I don't understand. You're just adding more responsibility to your plate. Right. He was buying Amber and her daughter groceries and stuff and making them dinner. Like if you don't want to be a father and a husband, but you I don't get it. Which is also weird. And I want to stop right here because the other thing that I really wanted to talk to you about is the timeline of the Amber Fry and Scott. Yeah. Their their first date is November 4th, if I'm right. Lacey goes missing literally December 24th. Yeah. They have been on four dates. Most of their relationship so far is these so-called messages, these phone yeah. messages or text messages or whatever they're sending. So when is he finding the time? And she talks on Dateline about how he held my daughter's hand and we, she, we walked in the park. You're introducing your little daughter to a man that you've known for less than a month? So we have shades of, uh, of Nicole and Azin on 90 Day Fiance, who has shades. this man in Morocco. And her yeah. daughter is calling him daddy. And this we find out it's the second man that she's dated that she's had her daughter called daddy. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's very fast. It's, it's incredibly a very, fast. It's incredibly fast. When you hear these messages, you think they may have been dating for a while. I mean, they're almost saying, I love you. Yeah. But yeah. so you have to wonder, was he planning to kill Lacey ahead of time? Or was Amber the thing that motivated him that quickly to do it? That's kind of crazy. Mm, that's, so, a good, that's a good point. To fall in love with someone that fast. Early December, when they've only been dating for a little bit, he tells Amber he was married, but he lost his wife. This will be the first holidays without her, and he's crying. So she thinks he means she died from cancer or an accident, but she doesn't ask. Because she didn't thing. want to pry. I can't. You ask. I'm sorry. You ask. And you ask even if they're crying because it will give them something to talk about and maybe they'll stop crying. You, you want to yeah. ask questions. You get details. They'll start talking and it'll make them feel better. Tell you me about your ask. wife. Yes. Tell me what your wife was like. I want to know about your wife. Yes. You it's don't just cancer or an accident. And it's like when he finally reveals to her about Lacey and she has no reaction also. She's just like a boring person on the phone. She has no reaction to anything. My wife, I lost my wife. Okay. Yeah, pretty no, much. No follow-up question <laughs> on no. that? Okay. So then Scott tells Amber that he's going away on a trip that he's had planned to Europe. But this is when I, I start to turn around a little on Amber. She starts to feel this women's intuition that something isn't right. So December 29th, she asks her cop friend to look into Scott and finds this article from a town 100 miles away where a fertilizer salesman has a pregnant wife that has gone missing. So Amber freaks out. She calls the Modesto police. She says, is this the same person? I've been dating this man. And they confirm that this is the same person. So I always thought kind of that she was the other woman who the media found her and revealed the whole thing. She wasn't. She knew something was wrong. She sought out the police. She investigated on her own. And then she even called them back the next day to make sure that they knew about her and to talk to an investigator. Like, she did the epitome of the right thing. She did. That's 100%. what you're supposed to do. She yeah. was really good. Yeah. So Amber calls the police again the next day. She's talking to the police dispatcher and the detective happened to be standing behind the dispatcher reading her notes. And he's like, what the hell? Bev, let me talk to this lady. And, you know, poor Bev is just trying to do her job. Let Bev live and do her live her life, okay, Bev? And I want to know more about Bev. So do I need I. an interview with Bev. You know, I want a reality show with Bev. She's a lady who answers calls at the police department dispatch. In Modesto, yeah. In Modesto. So I would, do you think Bev is the kind that's like facts only? Someone's like, yes, ma'am, I know you've been shot, but I need to know what street you're on, okay? I don't have time for this. Or Maybe. is Bev the town gossip? 
And she totally tells everyone that's calling in, like, you'll never guess who just got arrested at the bar again. Jim, you know Nancy's wife is so embarrassed. And everyone's like, Bev, gossiping again. Mm, Good question. We that's why we need a show about Bev. Yeah, I think she's I think I like the gossip angle better. Bill, that Miller kid is tweaking again down on seven. <laughs> He's running around with no pants on. Do you want me to call Susan and let her know? Okay, I'll call her. Should we call the K nine in? Something. Can we have her His... be real sassy? Yeah. Yeah. The Johnson kid knocked over that mailbox again. You know he'll never get into college if he keeps up that behavior. No San Jose State for him. Um... He's not going anywhere. <laughs> He's going to be a Modesto CC. What kind of accent she has. I don't I just, know. I just gave her I don't nasal. Know. Yeah, I don't just don't. I can't I can't picture Bev and that's why I need a reality show. Okay. So Amber agrees to start recording the calls with the police department like she's Nancy Drew. So she was really all in. She really did do the right thing. I have yeah, to give her credit. Beginning so, to end. Yeah. For the next eight days he is pretending like he's in europe he even goes to the airport and calls her from the payphone at the airport to say i'm leaving and she for the next eight days pretends to believe him so on new year's eve he says he's near the eiffel tower and the crowd is huge he was at the vigil he is and the crowd a, was huge so he didn't totally lie he didn't totally lie it was a big crowd He's talking about the cobblestone streets. He's talking about the time difference. Like, he he really commits to this lie. He, has, cops... he has his friends. Do they do that? Sorry, is that the a No. Oh, no, uh-uh. he talks about Pasquale. Pasquale just came up from Spain. Yeah, it's a full, oh. like, European friends. It's insane. Did he um, take improv in college and has been dying to use his skills and is just so excited to, like, map out a character study and do a whole imaginative tour of Europe. He's like, I really see the Eiffel Tower when I'm telling her I'm at the Eiffel Tower. I can smell the croissants in the air. He seems to me more like a video game player. Is there, like, a Sims Europe where they, like, build a house in Europe and they all, like, make... I feel like it's more things like that, that he plays online, he plays Call of... And he's already practiced. Or he plays Call of Duty online with someone named Pasquale. There you go. He does seem like a Call of Duty kind of guy. Yeah, he does. So the cops bring him into the police and they show him, the uh, the cops bring him in to the police. That makes a lot of sense. That was a good sentence. They bring him in and they show him a picture of him and Amber, the iconic picture of the two of them where she's wearing the red strapless dress at the Christmas party. And he says, that's not me. (laughs) But he, I don't think he offered an alternative suggestion. Like, this is what you have to do. You have to go, I have an evil twin. That's Jerome. I have a Patty Duke evil cousin. <laughs> I have a doppelganger. Everyone has a doppelganger. Or you go, that's Dean Cain. Right. I've always been told I look like Dean Cain, and that's Dean Cain. And you commit, I am going to die on this hill. Yeah. That is Dean Cain. But he never offered another solution. He just looks at the picture and is like, that's that's not me. The balls that it takes to say that to the police, that this picture of you is not you. I love it. I'm going to try it. Yeah, I think yeah. you should. Just go, that's not me. That's not me. That was one thing that I kept meaning to tell you last week that I really wanted to start doing at Starbucks. I don't know where I came up with it. It was something about having an X as part of your name. And so we say, oh, my name's K- Katie with an X. And then just walk away. (laughs) What's your name? Samantha with an X. Just any name. Just try it next time to see what happens and see where the X goes. Where they put the X in the name. Because where would they do it in Katie? Well, I think they like to mess with people at Starbucks. Because a lot of people post pictures of their funny cup names. And it's like... Okay. Someone wrote, it's Steven with a P-H. And they spelled it P-H-E-V-E-N. Steven? Steven. Because they said Stephen with a PH. So I think they're totally will mess with you and they'll put it in there. So I, can we just get everybody to try it and send us pictures of your Starbucks cups or your coffee bean cups or wherever you go to get coffee to see. Just but you see have what to happens. walk away right after you You say have to it. walk away right after. It's Kimberly with an X. And then get on the phone. Have the phone <laughs> out and ready. So I'm it's scared. like So that it's it's Kimberly with an X. Excuse me. And then just take the call. <laughs> 
Why are we messing with the poor Starbucks people? I just want to know where they're going to put it. Because I would I think be, they'll have fun with it. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd I think like, they're going to spell my name Kimberly and over the I, they're going to put an X. But then you have to start saying different names. You have to be like Jasmine with an X. You got to do all of the names. Right. Okay. I'm Jenny nervous. with an X. Jenny I just got really nervous. It's going to be good. Are scared. your hands sweating? Are you yes, sweating? my hands are sweating. That's the I don't five have hour energy about... drink. It's the five hour energy drink. You wouldn't it's normally possibly be that or lying to Starbucks people. Well, so you know them. So they all different. know me. I got to go to a different Starbucks because yeah, I'm well Sorry. known in this area. Okay. So, okay. He finally breaks his truth to Amber and he says, I haven't been traveling. I've been lying to you. Her reaction, no joke, because it's on recording, is okay. That that's it. Yeah, that's true. So She's then, not a great improv actress. No, Just give her a break. She's doing so some heavy lifting he, here. He says, "I'm married." Her name is Lacey, and she's gone missing. And she says, "Mm-hmm." Like someone has said, should we get Chinese food for dinner? And you're like, mm, "Mm-hmm." It's like it's information that you already have, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. She, I, uh, I, I lost it there. Then finally, she gets a good line in. She starts to get mad. She realizes that she should have been mad from the beginning, yeah, I think. Yeah, should have been mad from or the Or the jump. cops maybe wrote her a note and they're like, what is wrong with you? Well, you Scott, don't know this information yet, remember? She happens yeah. to be at the station during this particular call. So they are like hitting her, going, what are you doing? You know they you are. You should know, be upset by this. Bev is like writing notes <laughs> on a notepad and handing it over. Bev is furious with She's Amber. like, act pissed, girl. Honey, pull it together. <laughs> so then Amber all of a sudden gets crazy attitude So when Bev hits her. And she's like, how did you lose her then before she was lost? Explain that. I thought that was a really good line because he had told her that he lost his wife before she was lost. And Scott comes back with, there are different kinds of loss, Amber. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And even Keith says, now what did that mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means he's full of crap. It means diddly buckus. It's such BS. Not all who wander are lost, Amber. I would have liked it better if he'd quoted Lord of the Rings. Is that Lord happy. of the Rings? Mm-hmm. I always thought that was like Jesus. I thought that was from the Bible because I see it on inspirational posters everywhere. I think Tolkien is some people's Bible, actually. No, that's true. That's true. One hundred percent. Straight up honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. So police have Amber do this press conference, which is the press conference that I get very upset about her hair. Stop. And I'm sorry, but it's greasy. And it is up, but it is pieces sticking out everywhere. It's like Phoebe used to wear it like that on Friends. But Buffy is, sometimes She's in a full it. Friends outfit. She's in like a vest and a white shirt with the collar kind of askew. Uh, honestly, also, I'm upset at you for being upset with her about the hair because she says she had a full-on panic attack on the way. I know, and I feel really bad. Once I heard that, I felt bad for her. Yeah. Maybe she got sweaty. Of course. That's, that's valid. I feel bad. And also, I don't think she realized the impact of that moment or that that clip would be shown for literally decades to come right you don't know yeah it's 30 seconds of a speech and like but it does kind of reinforce my thoughts about if you do know you're going on dateline wear a gent like an outfit that transcends time that not a super trendy outfit because it will air for a really long time she's literally wearing a business casual outfit what's wrong with that the hair was so 90s I swear to God, she probably had it down and got so sweaty in the back seat of the cop That's car. That's valid. So when she pulls up and there are throngs of people screaming at these yeah. press conferences, no, they she said, seemed very upset. Yeah, she and just she wanted handled to get it very well. There. I am sure I, I would have looked like a maniac. That's true. Just streaks of blood. No, you would have everywhere. brought in a professional makeup person. No, I would not. And hair person. I would, I would. If it well, no. If it, if you were, if it was you. But see, she didn't know the person. I would never be in the situation that Amber's in, but neither would you. You think that, but she didn't really do anything wrong. She did not become the other woman on purpose. She did not know. Oh, so you might actually become Amber Fry. It's totally possible. Okay. Except I have, I feel like I have really good instincts, and I watch a lot of Dateline, but I also tend to take people totally at face value, whatever they say. So, yeah. Kimberly is Amber Fry. Okay. I would get to be on Dateline, though. So 
This was weird. Scott's not mad at her after she does this press conference. He calls and congratulates her and him. says how proud he is of her. It's so belittling and it shows so her character. Uh-uh. That's what I mean. He's, he's so um, tells her it shows what kind of character she has and how brave she is. Like you were just so brave. This is the one point that I flip off the screen. I was pissed. I hate that part. And she's like, I didn't, it wasn't brave. I was freaking out and I didn't have a choice. There were paparazzi at my work and my house. I literally had to make this press conference because you dragged me into this. Yeah, because I brought you into my life and my daughter's life and you have now put me in hell. Yeah. And now the whole country thinks I'm a skank. Mm Mm-hmm. So to now that they know about the affair, now everyone is starting to look at Scott differently and they're starting to remember things and they're starting to piece things together that they didn't before. And they've put together the fact that the day he told Amber he had lost his wife was the same day he bought the boat. thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, I forgot that. You're right. That's good, right? Um, A lot of friends are saying things like he had been saying some weird stuff. He had been saying how he had been hoping for infertility and he didn't like babies. He was uncomfortable touching Lacey's pregnant belly. It grossed him out. And he claimed that he was having a midlife crisis. It sounds like a midlife crisis. It sounds like, oh my God, I'm going to be a dad and I'm locked in here. Yeah, Yeah. You're locked in, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you don't like babies, but you will help raise this other child that's not yours. Yeah, but you're fine with this three-year-old, this five-year-old, whatever. Sure. So Scott told Amber that he was going to do an interview, but he was very careful to not pick the day of the State of the Union, which I thought was very funny. Because because he says he wants maximum coverage to help find Lacey, of course. Mm -hmm. It's not for him and his own fame. Of course not. So he does interviews. One of them, he totally has a pimple on his nose. He does. He has find lacy buttons yes. with her face on them in all of the interviews, which is just gross. He claims that he told Lacey about Amber, that she knew that he was having an affair, which is, I, ju- I don't know. I don't know how that would make her mom feel. That's not cool. Do you think he told her? No. Okay. I don't think she had any idea because I think she was the type that would call all of her friends and her mom immediately. Yeah. Unless there's new information in the mo- in the other thing. Not about that. But she called them like six o'clock in the morning to tell her them that she was pregnant. Right. I think she was the type that would you go know, stay at her mom's house. I don't know if this is the right time to say this, but I did want to say the other docuseries doesn't give any information about what Lacey told her friends about her relationship with Scott. And I wish that Dateline had sort of pushed these friends that they had on this episode a little bit harder. What was Lacey saying in the months leading up about her marriage? Was she unhappy? Were they doing okay? We don't really get into it. The only thing that I think she was, well, we're going to get to this. I'm going to wait. Let me get to that point. And I'll say this is the only thing I think that would have been a red flag if he's as good at hiding this as he appears to be. So it's possible she had no idea except for this one thing. So he goes on Diane Sawyer and she looks great, by the way. Her outfit totally holds up well. Full white diamonds lens. Well, it's a two shot, so we don't see her close up. But they show the um, two shot fancy <laughs> they show the uh the two local interviews or like uh-huh. that weird you know local tv camera and then the yeah. tie sawyer interview is like whitewashed with like a fade well and a they always lens. did that for barbara um i know what's call it so they probably kept Didn't the same notice? one for diane but diane doesn't need it as much as barbara walters needs it so but not like she needs I mean, it but i think she always liked that lens baba's older Okay. She is. And I think she always liked that lens. And Diane Sawyer, I don't think, needs that lens because no. I think she's gorgeous. But yes. her, and she was wearing a cute outfit. like a, um, It's like a black turtleneck with red short pants. And I thought it was really cute. It's adorable. It's unfortunate that Scott decided on his outfit for that interview, which we'll get to in the Fashion Police. You'll just have oh, to good. wait. I was too busy looking at Diane. 
Okay, so the one thing that the cop thinks is weird, they just keep using this metaphor about strings. Like, they don't have anything really concrete, but they have these little strings that Keith says are slowly winding together to make a rope. It's like the analogy that um, Kelly Siegler uses about the, in circumstantial cases, about the pencils. Yes. And how one pencil you can break, but then if you stack them all together, you can't break them. So, she's from Cold Justice. Check it out. She's been on a few datelines. So during one of the interviews, Scott's phone rings and he doesn't check it. He kind of just turns it off really fast. And the cop thought that was so bizarre because they thought it could have been the cops calling with a lead. It could have been, we've found Lacey. It could have been. Did you find that weird? Do you think you would just automatically, instinctively jump and take the phone call? The weird thing, it was his home phone. So yes, I would yeah. think if I was at home doing an interview and my home phone rang, I'd be like, I'm really sorry. I have to get the, I, I have yeah. to take every call. Yeah. But then again, you think how many reporters are calling him how many times a day? There you go. So that's true. Probably if they have something really important to say, they probably gave, I don't know, maybe he got another phone. He had s- several there. cell phones. Well, he did. Because yes. Amber, he had a special one for Amber. He did. So. Burner. Yeah. And Are you so, sure it was his home phone and not his cell phone? Well, he gets up and goes into that room and like... But I, I thought he got he... it out of his pocket. He gets it out of his pocket oh. and then walks into the other room while he's shutting it off. So okay. I thought it was his cell phone. I stand corrected. Okay. Cell phone. Uh, but I think. Uh, so then he... The family thinks it's really weird that he seems to have a sudden desire to sell the house. And this is just now weeks after she's gone missing. He wants to sell the house. He also does sell Lacey's car within weeks. He also turns Connor's room, the baby's room, into kind of a junk room. They call it a storage room. It's more like he's stashing extra crap in there. It's what my room looks like. That's the weirdest one to me because I would think that you would want to keep it pristine because you'd be sad. So it's like when a child dies and sometimes the parents keep keep the room. Mm -hmm. Right. No, literally you can't get to the crib because he's pushed in furniture and stacks of pillows and for some reason a club for, you know, the club from the car. They couldn't say the name brand. So they say a carjacking prevention device or something, but it's like a club. (laughs) So just random things. He's just sticking in there. Really weird. Then they find that these anchors he had made at the warehouse using concrete, there were five that appeared to have been made and were missing. Like he had brought them with him on the boat and possibly used them to weigh down a body. I don't know how they knew there were that many made. Because of the molds, I think. They said there was material and it looked like remnants of five that had been made. And there was only one left. So the five were just missing. And obviously, if you go out on a boat with an anchor, you pull back the anchor and you keep using it. They're not disposable anchors. So you know what I'm saying? I believe it was the apparatus to make the the things. So Amber finally tells him, stop calling me. And this is so funny because she she can't just say it. She has to go on. And I just think that with everything that's going on and blah, blah, blah. And we just maybe just take a break and stop saying. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like he was totally just going to suggest the same thing. Like you do if someone breaks up with you. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I was I was just going to break up with you. Um. But in his head, he's thinking, I killed my wife for you. Right. Now you're breaking up with me. But he totally has to play it off like he's cool. Sure. Yeah, I'm chill. Whatever. So now it's 2003. It's April. So it's been four months or so. The baby of a body. Show the baby. Nope. The body of a baby. There There we we go. go. I'll get it. This energy drink is not doing anything for me. Just making you sweat? Yeah. The body of a baby shows up and then a torso that is very badly decomposed shows up in this bay very close to where Scott was fishing that day. It's in the San Francisco Bay, right? Yes, but in a close spot to where he had taken the boat out. In the marina. And he went. Because there's different entrances, I'm assuming. But to he the bay. went from Berkeley, which is the East Bay. 
East San Francisco Bay, and it just showed up in a different part of the bay. It's all the same But area. how far was it? It wasn't that far. I don't think it's illogical to be like you could have dropped a body from the right. Berkeley Bay. Right. And it would wind up where it did with now, all the winds and currents. But keep in mind, again, that there were multiple other bodies of water that he could have taken the boat to the day he was testing the boat like, that were a lot closer than 90 like miles lakes. away. But like a lake. He wanted to, like, open it up and go wide, so he needed to go to the bay. I'm assuming. You're assuming. You don't know. Do you know? I, I'm assuming. Allegedly. Okay, we need to know more about this. Okay. Because they make I a big some. deal about the fact that he went 90 miles away to go on this boat, and there were other places he could have gone. And out of all the places he went 90 miles away, that's where the bodies found. Exactly. That is not great. Okay, so... Scott doesn't call anybody, like the police or the family, to find out if the body was Lacey and his son. He never inquires. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Bizarre. Because the family is dying for the DNA results to come in. Of course. They want to know if it's them. They assume it's her. They want to know for sure. Now, at this point, Scott had moved to San Diego And he's being followed by surveillance, and he tries to ditch them. He takes them on a high-speed chase. He is driving like a maniac. He's giving the cop the finger. But he doesn't know it's the cop. He thinks it's paparazzi. He thinks it's paparazzi. Okay. Yes. Okay. I don't Um, think that he's dumb enough to give the cop a finger. He thinks it's paparazzi the whole time. He's on the phone. Okay. That's valid. That's a valid excuse. Keith says, how long did he lead you on this merry chase? <laughs> oh, Keith. It was 160 miles. That's, That's crazy. really far. Just like down and around like Orange County. What's he doing? Like, No, how... San Diego. I don't know. if Was he going to Mexico? But that's what I mean. Was he going up to like Orange County or Orange was he going County down to Mexico? To... I don't know. We don't was know. he fleeing the country? I think he was fleeing the country because when they find him, and they get him out of the car. He has in his car camping gear, four cell phones, his sister's credit card, his brother's driver's license, and $15,000 in cash. I know why to all of it. It Does it lead to him not fleeing? Because to yeah. me, it reads fleeing. It definitely reads fleeing. There's an excuse? The family has reasons for all of them. Okay, I can't wait to hear it's it. It's going to be real That's going to be the next episode. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He also has dyed his hair. That's that, ridiculous. Like, Scott finally asked the cops that pull him over, hey, were those bodies Lacey and the baby? They say yes, they've gotten the results in. And then they stop at In-N-Out for burgers, and they assume he will not have an appetite because he's literally just found out that his baby and his wife are dead and dismembered. And he eats a double-double and fries and a shake. He has a hearty appetite. He's the worst. Well, in his defense, he knows he's going to jail. That was my only jail thought. is bad. That was so my only thought. So maybe he's going to force it down no matter what. Is that in his mind, he's like, this might be the last meal I get for a minute. But wouldn't you be just so stressed about going to jail, even if you were guilty so you weren't surprised by the deadness? He you would still go, I'm going to jail. I am freaking out. He does not seem stressed about diddly squat. He must be on really good meds or something. Something. So, Or he's just dumb. Not a thought in his head. I think he was smart. No, I actually think he could have been way smarter. Yeah, I can't tell if he's really smart or really dumb. Mm -mm. The trial is the media storm of the the new century. Of the decade, at least. Sure. We have... Defense attorney Mark Garagos, who's celebrity attorney. We have Amber, who has hired Gloria Allred, who's celebrity attorney. The first interview with the prosecutors, who are not celebrities, is on this dateline. And they hype it up like we have the very first interviews with these prosecutors. But they are so boring that it is not exciting at all. So It is such a letdown. I'm not going to lie. It is such a a letdown. letdown. Yeah. They have to move the trial. 
because they think everyone knows about this. Everyone knows about it because it was on the cover of People magazine. You can't go anywhere in this country to get a fair tr- – like everyone knows about this. Yeah, you're done. So they move it to another town and the local radio station has bought a billboard right outside the courthouse that says man or monster, vote innocent or guilty. Okay. So everyone in the town is hyped. There's no juror who hasn't heard of it. The prosecutor starts by showing pictures of Amber and Scott at that Christmas party. Then a picture of Lacey in that burgundy dress that is always on the cover of People magazine at another Christmas party the same night. Alone. This was my OMG moment. Alone. So he ditched his pregnant wife and the Christmas party they were going to to go to another Christmas party with his mistress. So that's when I feel like Lacey must have known something was wrong. But he traveled a lot for his work. I'm sure he just told her he was out of town. So it's plausible she knew nothing. It is very plausible she knew absolutely nothing. It's just so shocking because those are the two classic images of them. Mm -hmm. And they're both on the same night. And both and wearing the red reason, dresses. Both wearing red dresses, and the, she's very pregnant. She's mm-hmm. holding her pregnant belly so proudly. She's so happy. Mm-hmm. And the reason she's alone in that picture and not with him is because he's literally in the other picture right. at the same time. It's yeah. so eerie. It's ugh. Yeah. So the prosecutors say that Lacey and Connor, the baby, were responsibilities, and he wanted a different life. And Amber was a symptom of that. But she had a child, too. Right. She's a single mom. There's many responsibilities that come along with that. I don't get it. They think he strangled her at the house, loaded her into the bed of the truck, took her to the boat, and then took the boat out into the water. Scott won't appear on the state line because he didn't like Keith's coverage. And they show a bit of Keith's older footage and it's baby Keith from like 15 years ago. Baby Keith. So his family also won't talk. But they suggest this retired journalist named Richard Cole who has the weirdest white boy, little boy hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it's combed perfectly and it's it's longer yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a little boy that's five going to church it's like a flattened bowl cut yes but white and he's typing fanatically because he's a journalist and so that's the b-roll we have to know that he's he's typing but there's something that we talked about many times when we first saw this episode there's a large large stain on his shirt and we've been dying to know why the producers didn't wait for it to air dry. It looks like water. Didn't have him change his shirt. He's at his house, it looks like, so there's plenty of other shirts around. Did they do it to make him look not credible? They just didn't say anything about the stain on the shirt. So now, after watching it for the second time, this is my what I think happened. I think he was doing his interview, obviously... He's not super happy in the interview because he can see the Dateline thinks that Scott did it. Yeah. So at the end of the interview, he's like, okay, get out of my house. And they're like, well, we really need some B-roll of you. And he like takes a swig of something. It dribbles on him. He doesn't even care. He's like, fine, just get me typing. Just get me typing. Just get it really quick. He's annoyed. He wants it done. And He the didn't producers look annoyed are, during his B-roll. We don't know. And the producers are scrambling. And they're like, okay. So they took the one clip where he doesn't look annoyed. But he's got water on his shirt. What you gonna do? That's what they got. So Richard Cole is pro Scott. Yes. He is hired by the family, I think. He loves Scott and doesn't think he did it. He's in the other docuseries. Yeah. So he's going on and on about it. And Keith's face is priceless. Keith doesn't buy a word of it. No. Richard says the media coverage was this whole lie. It was this big conspiracy and they were saying whatever they wanted. And Keith is like, mm-hmm. And then he kind of looks down and you know he's thinking, they're talking about me. They mean my coverage. It, he's basically saying, you guys lied. Then Richard says, I mean, it's not fair to Scott. The, the affair with Amber made everything look bad. You looked at everything through an amber-colored lens and it made him look bad. And Keith goes, because he's a lying cheat. <laughs> Which I love when Keith talks like he's in a bar brawl in the 50s yeah. cowboy movie or something. 
Then the journalist with the stain, Richard, admits that Scott's behavior looked odd, but he thinks he was sort of preparing for Lacey to come home. He knew Lacey was coming home because he, he didn't think she was dead, so mm -hmm. he was keeping Amber at bay. That's why he was acting so odd. Because he thought life was just going to go back to normal. Right. Where so was she still at have a spa? my two chicks. Yeah, she exactly. was kidnapped, but she was going to come home. What did he think happened? He also said that Scott was going to give the boat. I know we're going to talk about the boat in the next episode. This stupid boat that was, he says, a present for Lacey's stepdad for Christmas. And that's why the mom, Sharon, didn't know about the boat. It wasn't like he was keeping it secret on purpose. He was keeping it because it was a Christmas present. And that's why he wanted to test it out. That's why he didn't bring the right tackle and fishing gear because he was mostly just testing it for the stepdad for Christmas. Okay. That's a really nice gift to give to a stepdad. It's really kind of ridiculous to test it out without him. To use oh, well, someone's present before you give it to him. <laughs> that's a good point. Jerky. That's a good point. Maybe he bought it secondhand. Like a car. You would test drive a car if you no, were going to buy it. No, but that's like test driving the car. the car to Las Vegas. Again, I'm going <laughs> to test drive this car and go up to the dunes. No. On a personal trip for myself. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, Scott, the line where he said, I lost my wife. The journalist says that Scott had had that line used on him by a lady once and he really liked the way it sounded a lady said i lost my husband he thought it was a great pickup line so he thought he was going to use it okay it's not making him seem more likable at this point but it does remind me of when george becomes a widower on seinfeld and they test out his stories of how she died at the deli and they say which one like makes her him seem most likable oh if he goodness. was broken up with if he broke up with someone or if somebody died and that if like your 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 fiance died that's the winner that's the that's going to get him laid that's hilarious. so keith points out that he went fishing in this bay 90 miles away that they happened to find the bodies in this bay 90 miles away mm -hmm. and that there are other bodies of water the journalist this killed me he says well, the story of where he went fishing had became public a couple days after she went missing. So the real killers, who were probably local sex offenders, had taken Lacey, and then they held her body for a few days until the story went public about where Scott had been that day. And then when they found out the husband was at the bay, they're like, okay, Great, that's where we're going to put the body, in the bay. What do you think of that? I can't say anything. Is it have to do with the next episode? Yeah. Okay, because that, that excuse better become better, because right now- Because I no have a breakdown of that whole thing, what he's talking about with local people, and then when that story was actually released, there was a big deal. There is a hint of truth to what he says. It makes more sense in this other docuseries. But again, this other docuseries is edited to be favorable to Scott Peterson. So Okay. Okay, we'll... I'm very curious. Okay. Because I'm dying thinking about these hitmen or right. killers or drug holding dealers the body. holding this it's body not, and watching like the news and being like, they finally said it. You guys, he was at the bay that day. Okay, we're going to the bay. No, it's different than that okay so it's been two years since she disappeared and we finally have a verdict the jury deliberated for a week they find him guilty a month later they decide on death penalty he's at san quentin which is on the bay that he went to that day ironic and mm -hmm. but he's probably not going to be put to death because california we're kind of hippies and we don't like putting people to death no then they say on Dateline that his family is working on a documentary that will show he got a raw deal. And I'm guessing that's the documentary that you watched. That's this. So, yay. Amber is now a true believer in Jesus Christ. This is what she has to say. She says she honestly and truly, with her whole heart, believes that God prepared her life for this, for this challenge for this situation. So we're saying in this scenario that God planned to kill Lacey and her baby and picked this woman, Amber, to be the person who turned in the husband 
and told everyone that he was a cheat and a liar. She's been chosen. She's she's chosen. It is decided. It's he had to pick the mistress and he picked her to put that weight on her shoulders. God whispered in Amber's ear in a dream. Amber, you're my favorite. <laughs> Why does God then let Lacey die? I'd have to believe that this massage therapist in Modesto. Fresno. Fresno is not the chosen one. I, eh. I just. Eh? Eh? Maybe. Her? <laughs> but I just don't get how it relates to Lacey and their poor baby in her theory that God arranged this situation and picked her because he knew she was going to handle it the right way. She would carry that burden the rest of her life of being known as the other woman. But then yeah. why did all this stuff have to happen? Lacey, I don't understand. I don't think this came out Means the way it she... Means it like that? I don't think this came out the way she wanted it to. No. I, I see what she's sort of saying is that... This is the way it was supposed to be for some reason, is what she should have said. Yeah. Somehow this was meant to happen, and I was the one that it had to happen to. But it's not that God chose you for your special purpose of being the mistress of the man who killed this poor sweet woman and her baby. Right. 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 Okay. Good. That makes... Yeah, I still... Okay. It doesn't make so, any sense. You're... It, don't, don't try to understand. Okay. Good. So she does say something which I do like. She says she talks about women's intuition and how we should all use it more and don't yeah. let any man say, oh, you're crazy, you're paranoid, you've got to go with your gut. And I totally believe in that. So, yeah. And ultimately, she did totally do the right thing from the beginning. She, she did. really did. Yeah. Before she knew about the murder, she was investigating Scott. So She was. She had a she feeling. Got, she really got a bad rap as the other woman. She really wasn't. And there was no way know. she wasn't going to. Like, just people only listen to half of the story all the time. You know, mm -hmm. even you, you said that you weren't even sure how the other woman thing came out. She's I only remember, like, vague details of when it was happening. The People magazine cover. Right. And people talking about it all the time. And they would always whisper and be like, Amber Fry, the other woman. Amber Fry, the other woman. She was the other woman. Yeah, but, but she didn't know she was the other woman. And the only reason the police found out that he was a cheat and a liar and probably a murderer is because of her. She but honestly, I just feel bad because she kind of did have that. She does kind of have that rap. She does. She, she's kind of notorious wrapped up in this case. And she really only went on several dates with this man. Right. And then told the police on him and then went undercover and taped stuff. Like, yeah. so I do kind of, I do kind of feel bad. Um, Lacey's friends, this part always kind of gets me. Lacey's friends bring their kids to the cemetery where Lacey is. And they've all had babies now and they tell their kids about her. She's like their aunt Lacey that's in heaven. And they, they bring little toys for Connor who they yeah. never got to meet. And it's very sweet. And they like picnic out there. And it's it's very nice. Yeah. It's still a sad story. And he's still a jerk. And I just can't wait to hear about this other one-sided documentary. It wasn't totally one-sided. I mean, Sharon uh, Rocha and all of oh, the... Oh, the mom is the on mom there? Is in, the mom is in it. Like, everyone's in it. It's just that the documentary got all of the Peterson family. Mm -hmm. So they get everybody. Well, but then they also talked to journalists that were pro Scott and journalists that were anti Scott. So they have Nancy Grace and then a few other big ones. And then they have the full defense team, Mark Garagos, who was not on Dateline, is a big part of this one. Okay. Ghost walks through the entire defense and walks through crazy stuff that happened in the jury. So you're going to love that. I know you love the jury stuff. I do, because I want to be on a jury. I know. So you're going to really like this. And there's some crazy characters in the jury. But are they going to change my mind that he did it? No, but you're going to be irritated because you're going to feel like you wish the jury had been normal and then he'd gotten the, the verdict that he did. But instead, the jury is not normal. But I think they got the right verdict. But you're like, going I to be annoyed by how... I will not be surprised if one of his appeals gets a little traction. Because really? of some of the stuff, yeah. Oh, mistakes. Yes, because of mistakes and bad police work and things like that. I would not be surprised. Because again, oh. they don't have any... They, you, a killer can get released just because a, a cop forgets to sign one little dotted line. Yeah, and they don't have DNA in this case. This is a, yeah. not a good evidence case. 
It's not but it's good. circumstantial. It's circumstantial. It's thread by thread. And they have other people that would be an alternative killer, I'm assuming. Yes, they do. Okay. They do. And they have evidence that the judge left out that he would not allow in. And they talk about all of that and then how important that would have been. And I agree. I agree that if the jury had heard some of this evidence, we would have had a mistrial. And they were really? very, very close. They were this far from a mistrial. They did a debate for like a month, which is no. crazy. No, they debated for nine days. I have down a month. No, the trial was like six months, but the whole thing was nine days. But within that first nine days, two people were replaced on the jury. Oh, Like really quickly. I'm sorry. I have a week. Yeah. I don't know where I got a month. <laughs> I they think, deliberated for a week. Yeah. It might have been day seven or day nine that they came to the verdict. Yeah. It's crazy town. There's some wackadoo stuff. But again, this dateline, I mean, it, it looks like he did it. Oh, I yeah. You know. And so I I'm interested to see the exact same story said from a different way. Said and, from a different. Yeah. And yeah. It's the exact same. So they go through the whole timeline. They just give a little more detail, which is unfortunate, because it's a little more detail in the opposite way. In the, Interesting. In the, well, maybe he didn't do it. Okay. I'm excited. I know. You should be. All right, everybody. I think that wraps up our part one. Stay okay. tuned for part two, everybody. Coming at you okay. in a couple days. Coming Bye. at you. <laughs> Coming Bye. at you. Double guns. <laughs> Sports Central. ESPN. El Ocho. <laughs> Date with Dateline, Tokyo Drift. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Stay tuned. That five-hour energy didn't do anything for me.